0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So developments in Ukraine. Russia says uh, they've struck Western weapons destined for Ukraine. There's also been um, talk about Mariupol. There been some photographs uh, the massive steel plant there. A few civilians who were hiding were allowed to leave We'd heard that uh, the thousand or so Ukrainian soldiers who are there, many of them are very badly wounded. It's uh, a case that many of the civilians who are there with them are their family members, and so they're not going to surrender because they know what the Russians will do to their family members. But some civilians have been allowed out, I think a few dozen. And uh, Kharkiv, which is already in ruins, continues to be subjected to missile attacks by um, Putin's gang, now, Western nations have said well, over the last few days they pledge many billions more in armament for Ukraine. And uh, Canada's parliament on Wednesday voted unanimously, give them credit for this, voted unanimously to declare Russia guilty of genocide in Ukraine. We'll be speaking with a genocide and war crimes investigator in a few minutes. He'll join us from Ukraine. But with us now is Ambassador o- Alexander Sherba, former Ukraine ambassador to Austria and Ukraine ambassador at large. The ambassador has spent some time with us over the last few weeks. Ambassador, thank you very much for taking the time. How encouraging is it to hear that a a national government, like the government of Canada, uh, voted unanimously last Wednesday to declare Russia to be guilty of genocide?
1: Well, it's important. It's important to call a spade a spade. Uh, And uh, we are immensely thankful to Canada for, for doing that, because... Words count, and political statements count. And what we saw in Bucha uh, is absolutely a genocide, absolutely horrifying. It uh, fulfills all uh, five, uh, uh, you know, grades of genocide that the uh, United Nations uh, formulated. Um, so, um, I, what what's shocking for me is that many journalists still uh, say. Uh, alleged war crimes in bucha uh, uh, there is nothing alleged about it it's so obvious and thank you canada for being blunt and uh, and saying the truth
0: yeah see, it it is i mean there's there's no mistaking what um, what has taken place and it started with the russian invasion of ukraine and putin likes to say that it's ukrainians who are doing this in order to give russia a bad name russia does that all on, by itself and I said with tongue-in-cheek that the next thing the Russians are going to claim is that it's the Ukrainian army that invaded Ukraine. Now, the West uh, ambassador and NATO nations have said they're going to do more, sig- significantly more, the Americans particularly, as far as providing munitions and weapons is concerned. Is that enough? I mean, what do you, What does Ukraine really need to be able to wage this fight, to be able to fight the Russians? You'll never be able to fight them on even terms because they have so, mu- so much m- so many more soldiers, so much more military power, if you will, at their disposal. But what does Ukraine need to be able to fight to its maximum effectiveness?
1: Well, uh, two things. Uh, uh, sufficient uh, weapons, ammunition, uh, uh, on the one hand, and sufficient sanctions, the pressure on Russia, on the other hand. We are fighting the physical war. Uh, we expect our friends uh, worldwide to fight the economic war, so that it hurts Russia. Um, so right now, of course, the biggest question is uh, uh, the uh, oil and gas exports uh, uh, that Russia still uh, uh, does to, uh, ha- has flown to Europe. Europe basically pays uh, 1 billion euros uh, for for Putin's war every day uh, because of this uh, oil and gas uh, Exports. So uh, this is immensely important. Plus, uh, taking down uh, their key banks uh, through uh, taking them off SWIFT, uh, bank banking exchange system, this big big bank that supplies Putin with uh, uh, money and Europe with uh, gas, Gazprom Bank, and it's time to do something about it. This bank should go go uh, off SWIFT too.
0: Now, there's also been talk about, and I'm sure you're far more aware of this than me, but there's been talk and particularly concern in Washington that Russia will hold, that Putin will hold, fake referenda to claim the people of eastern Ukraine support the Russian invasion. Can you tell us anything about that?
1: Well, I just read that, uh, uh, of course, there are some uh, collaborators there, some traitors. Uh, who, who, who uh, uh, play Putin's game on the ground, uh, but uh, the, the number is not sufficient enough even to uh, put up enough polling stations there. So it's just uh, uh, some dozens, and it's not enough, and uh, let alone people who would uh, vote or go to drop their ballots to this uh, uh, sham referendum. So, um, as I understand, it will be extremely difficult even uh, to create an appearance of a referendum. But, uh, well, Putin uh, actually doesn't care much about how he looks in the eyes of the world. Uh, for him it's important how Russians see him, and they are absolutely manipulative uh, and, and absolutely uh, uh, susceptible to manipulation. So, um uh probably uh it, it's not to exclude that he would still conduct the referendum which uh, uh would look much much uh, uh less legitimate than even the uh, illegitimate referendum in uh crimea uh um, eight years uh how many uh eight years ago yeah, yeah two thousand
0: fourteen so there's been a lot of talk about the peace talks, and uh, they're apparently not going particularly well. President Zelensky has said peace talks are very difficult for Ukrainians, Ukrainian people to accept because of the brutality of the Russian military. Do these peace talks have a f- really, um, uh, do they have a future ambassador? Do you see anything positive coming out of this?
1: Well, the problem is that uh, Putin doesn't, uh, isn't interested in uh, peace and in peace talks. Uh, it's very obvious from uh, the rhetoric that he uh, applies. Uh, from the very beginning, uh, Zelensky kept uh, indicating that he might uh, uh, make a concession here, might make a concession there. What did we hear from Putin? Uh, all aims of the special... Uh, uh, military operation will be fulfilled. So uh, he's not really interested. He's not sending any people from his inner circle to these negotiations. It's just people, uh, is just have been who uh, never saw Putin in the last uh, two three years. Um, so that's the problem. Putin has to be pushed. He he has to be uh, forced into negotiations, and this would happen only when he feels. That he is losing this war big time, and uh, it will, it will. I hope it will start uh, happening uh, when we push back uh, Russian uh, troops uh, to the uh, to where they were before February 24th, uh, and uh, this will happen when uh, the heavy weapons that uh, our Western uh, allies have provided us will start uh, playing a role uh, on the battlefield.
0: Okay and when the west does whatever it can to shut down the russian economy.
1: Yeah, absolutely, that's but uh, again, uh, uh it will be uh, probably summer when uh russians feel all the, you know, consequences of the sanctions. Uh Putin has some, you know, gold uh, reserves uh, for uh, to, to to hold up for a while. Uh, but it has to be done. It has to be pushed in that way, um, because uh, uh, that's the only way when uh, to give him to understand that he won't play the same game with the West as he was playing the last uh, twenty years.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites.